Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king, Espinal. And joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend, the tank top sage. It's Joshua Gangsta Time Co. Well, it's called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, Chris? What up, everybody listening? Yeah. World Trigger's back. It sure is, uh, among other drop things. Off, drop the horn. Drop something. What? Uh, oh, geez. Ah, oh, damn it. I thought I had the perfect drop, but I, it's not on my phone. Anyway, I'll just do this. Holy shit. There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, Brian is currently on hiatus right now, so uh, it is just me and Josh again. But uh, no fear, we got a lot of manga to talk about. Very excited to get into it, so let's not waste any time. You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore thirty seven. That's on Instagram, and at New Jump City Josh on Twitter. Good at me. Brian is at b.esp on Twitter and Instagram, and he streams video games sometimes on twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Check him out on that. Uh, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. Uh, check us out on any of those platforms. Uh, give us some follows and likes and whatnot. Uh, you could also email the show at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. Uh, we would like to answer that on our pre-show chat show that we do now every week. Uh, a little bit of a half hour to 40 minute chat that we do uh, before the show. Sometimes we answer questions. Sometimes we just chill and, you know, shoot the shit about what we've seen that week or whatever. So, you know, check it out. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun to do, honestly. Uh, so do that. Uh, if you want to ask questions through our YouTube, you can comment underneath the video that you're watching currently. Uh, and uh, we'll get back to you in uh, one of the pre-show chat show episodes, of course, like everything else. So comment your question, what you guys think about the show, uh, what you guys think about the manga that we are about to talk about today, your thoughts, your questions, what we, our theories, all that stuff you want to know, let us know. Uh, while you're at it, while you're on YouTube, why don't you like, share, subscribe? I know we don't really have uh, super video capability quite yet, but uh, I am making progress on uh, saving up for a new computer since mine is currently dead so uh check it out there uh do all the stuff uh keep the show alive on youtube uh if you prefer audio podcasts anyway we're pretty much everywhere you listen to podcasts whether it's spotify apple podcasts uh, uh amazon music pandora uh something called pocket cast i don't know about we're on a lot of things uh if you have a platform that you would like listening to podcasts we're likely on there so check it out and yeah that's it uh spoiler to head i think we can uh proceed onward Tell that pussy clock, get in all jujutsu kaisen mm, this, yeah oh yeah this is jujutsu kaisen chapter 227 inhuman makyo shinjuku showdown part five um so 
Over the last few chapters, Gojo and Sukuna have been throwing it down in uh, the highest level jujutsu bat battle that anybody has ever seen. Um, this is literally the Super Bowl of jujutsu battles, uh, as, refer as uh, indicated by literally every supporting and main character in Jujutsu Kaisen huddled around TVs watching it like they're at a Super Bowl party um, and, you know, doing play-by-plays and shit. So uh, it's been pretty back and forth up to this point. Uh, they've just been countering each other's techniques and domains um, here and there. Uh, no one's made, like, pure... It's, it's very, like, neck and neck at this point. Every time somebody seems to have the upper hand... The other guy comes in and then shows them why they were wrong. Uh, it is pretty wild. Uh, so the characters are now reacting to what Gojo just did, uh, which was using reverse curse technique to heal burnt out regular curse technique from using his domain. Because as has been established before, um, once you use a domain in this world, uh, it really puts a damper on your ability to use curse techniques if uh, for whatever reason the domain is expelled. So there's like a cooldown period after you use your domain. And uh, everybody was worried about Gojo since his domain was destroyed and he was basically fending off uh, Sukuna with seemingly no cursed energy. And it turns out that this entire time he's been using reverse curse technique to replenish his cursed energy so that he'd be able to use his uh, curse technique again. Um and right now they're like, is that even possible? Okotsu! He's like, I don't know, man. I can't say it's impossible because he just fucking did it. <laughs> uh, he explains that like burning out a curse technique without a domain with a domain is completely different from taking physical damage. Because, you know, the machine isn't broken, but it won't function properly because it's overheated. Uh, so, you know, there's, you know, it's basically explaining the cooldown time thing. Um, so, yeah, Okotsu's just like, uh, Maki's Maki asks like so reverse curse technique can fix something but it can't cool it down and he's like that's what I thought but maybe what I was wrong and uh, Okotsu starts thinking to himself or maybe Gojo maybe pushing or or Gojo is like pushing himself way beyond his limits and uh, it doesn't seem that way because Gojo's still got a little smile on his face as he's healing all of the cuts from Sukuna's domain um, and uh Gojo's like, you could go bigger than this, right? You know, to Sukuna as he's getting up from being slingshotted into his own domain. Um, and so Sukuna decided, uh, starts to expand his malevolent shrine to, uh, to his effective, to its maximum range. And uh, at that moment, uh, Gojo activates his domain again. Um, and he basically reverses the external conditions making it harder to attack from the, or harder to break from the outside. So, you know, now they're inside the domain and uh, they start fighting. Uh, Sukuna immediately attacks Gojo, not really giving him a chance uh, to, to hit. Um, and Gojo's actually surprised because he feels like these two, like Sukuna, like cuts, I think, uh, hitting him, but he's like, wait, that's, that shouldn't be because you can't use your innate technique while you're inside of the domain. Uh, but you're using it here regardless, it seems. It's like you can't use innate techniques which are engraved in the flesh, but cursed techniques that have already been applied to the domain are a, another story. Um, so, you know, Gojo's just like kind of fending it off. And um, 
at some point, uh, Gojo's like not realizing that his can't miss attack is not really working since uh, Sukuna has been missing all his attacks. So he's realizing that wait, he turned off his dom he turned off his can't miss attack inside my domain, and um, we get an explanation from Kenjaku that the unlimited void affects everything but Gojo himself and anything touching him. So basically, Gojo uh, Sukuna is negating uh, Gojo's like domain, the effects of his domain on himself. Uh, by touching Gojo. So, you know, the unlimited void wouldn't affect him. And Sukuna uses that uh, uses that advantage to destroy the domain once again, uh, which is pretty wild. <laughs> um, and Sukuna looks back at him as like, need another do-over. And then all of a sudden, uh, Gojo starts getting cut up and everybody is now just like shocked at this point. It, uh, it is another reversing uh, the turning of the tables. Um, fucking electric guy is like, next up, I'm next up if he dies, so don't interfere. <laughs> He's already calling it. He's like, this kid is done. Um, but we do see that uh, Gojo has survived the cutting attack from uh, Sukuna once again. And uh, this surprises Sukuna because you don't survive this, really. Um and Gojo explains that he learned this kind of as a kid, but stopped using it as uh, after mastering a domain. And uh, Atsuya explains that this is the falling blossom emotion, emotion, which is an anti-domain -tech, anti technique known only to the three big families. Uh, and I, it's it's kind of hard to get the real gist of it from here, but he says that it's a cursed energy control program for automatically repelling anyone who touches it. So there isn't much point against the complicated curse technique effect like unlimited void, but it's quite useful against simple curse techniques like Sukuna slashes. So basically mm. I guess it's like a, a little shield that, uh, that could mitigate the effects of Sukuna's curse technique. Um, he learned when he was 12. Yeah, he learned this when he was a boy. Uh, and uh, he basically, uh, they talk bro, about how. Bro, you like that? He's like, you see this? You like that, I'm pulling out random techniques that I learned from when I was a boy. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, so Choso is just like, but I can't withstand domain output without some injury. You know, because like obviously he's getting cut up right now, so it's not like perfect. But um, they meant uh, the the reverse curse technique. Lady says, which should be enough because Gojo can heal while burning out. He just needs time. And then at that point, Gojo decides to open his domain again, uh, and he it, it seems to start off huge, um, and uh, Mei Mei starts thinking, "Is like, wait a minute." isn't this a bad move? Like if you make the bigger, you make your domain, the, the less quality it's going to have. And, uh, he, Higuruma, uh, asks him, like, what's the point of being invincible from the outside? If he loses inside, um, Good point. and, uh, you, we do get a panel where it looks like the domain like cracked open, but, uh, people realize like something weird happens as the domain constricts and it becomes super tiny. 
and that's where the chapter ends. Uh, lots to lots to digest here, I guess. But Josh, what did you think about Jujutsu Kaisen chapter two hundred and twenty-seven? Um, Loki. Mm-hmm. Let me go to the page. Hold on. You know, it was in the beginning. I'm sorry. I forgot what I was actually looking for, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, I thought this chapter was really dope. Um, he are they inside of that spear? Yes. Hmm. I have no idea what they expect. Yeah, neither do I really. But these, this fight has taken some good turns. Um, again, some of my favorite parts of these chapters have been the commentary, but if you go to page um, page 18, this, it's right after this lady says, uh, you know, that Gojo just needs time like after making that explanation. It's crazy because she says it so matter-of-factly but she, when she says, which could be enough, Gojo in here while burning out. He just needs time. That's a huge assumption. Mm-hmm. And even Okosu is looking like, damn, like, and you see how he's like, really? I don't know. Yeah. That's a lot to be dealing with. I don't... Yeah. I like that. You know, because that's what I was thinking, like, you sure? This doesn't sound you right. You do that? So, yeah, um, I like the idea that he had this technique. He ended up coming out handy from experimenting in his childhood. I think it could come off as cheap to a lot of people, but I thought it was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Anything else that really stuck out? I didn't really understand because Gojo won the uh What were you what what do you do not understand? No, I was I'm sorry, I'm just like trying to put it uh together in my head, but he opened the voice Bro, I don't have, I have no fucking idea what's going on. Okay, okay, okay. Gojo opened, he won the first initial, that's what I'm confusing. He won the first domain battle and was fighting Sukuna. But for some reason, Sukuna could still, like, hit him. I didn't really understand what was going on there. Uh, Look at page eight. Mm -hmm. They talk about Sukuna being able to use enhancements, but could you break that down to me? Do you understand what's going on? Okay, so... How is he touching Gojo in his infinite domain? Uh, he says it's strong, it's strong against external attacks. So I think I think Gojo tried to do the reverse that he did before. So the first time he opened this domain, he was under the assumption that Sukuna couldn't break it from 
you know, you, because his domain is like, I guess, powerful, but Sukuna used his, the range of his domain that expands way beyond Gojo's initial domain to break it from the outside. So, because mm. domains, I think, are naturally weaker on the outside. Um, this time when he did it, he made it stronger on the outside. So, right, right. Um, so, you know, he would it, he wouldn't be able to break the domain from the outside. But I think it's because Sukuna's like outputting his his uh his energy within a domain. You know what I mean? So yeah. He can't use his techniques, I like his initial techniques. Uh right, but he's still powerful as hell because he's still within his domain. Yeah, and he's like powering himself with cursed energy. So I guess every attack is a little stronger because he's still able to amplify within Gojo's domain, which is That's buck fucking wild. It's also like the more he touches like if he stays in contact with Gojo, which I think is the point here, the domain won't affect him. So mm. that's like what they were trying to get at. When he was back to back with Gojo, he was able to like take that minute of having the domain not affect him because the domain doesn't attack anything that's touching Gojo. He was able to destroy the domain again. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Wow, that was that was a really good explanation. I, I, I tried like my I best. I actually don't know if I nailed it. <laughs> it is hard no, to mean, explain. It, it tracks to me. It checks out. Yeah. So I guess that's it. That's all. That's really all I thought that with Jujutsu Kaisen. I can't wait to see what happens next inside this small spear. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the Jujutsu Kaisen's strengths is that it has a very technical power system that's interesting to learn about, you know, and 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 discuss and hear characters discuss amongst each other. So you know, it is like I said before, it does feel like all these people are watching the Super Bowl at this point. It's the two best, like two best players, just going at it at each other, and like it feels like they're learning and they're watching two people revolutionize their sport as they're doing it and like change the rules and all that stuff and show what's possible, what they didn't originally think was. And it's really interesting to see that in a sense, like everybody. Yeah, that's yeah. a really cool way to put it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of real life examples. Yeah, just watching people change exist. the game, basically. Especially like with matchups, like, like I'm thinking about in football, like a defensive player and an offensive player meet like running into each other. Right. Like a, like a really cool like um like a really good corner and, and receiver. Yeah. Like just going at it. Um but yeah, man, this was this was really cool. It's a big old action chapter, but there's so much like content in it because we're breaking down like the system and you know, all that stuff. It's it is just like a entertaining read, even though sometimes I get a little lost in understanding the actual rules of it. Uh, it still like keeps me curious and I'm like, why does this work this way? And you know, it's really cool to see. And the art is just great. It's been great for the last few weeks. Um, I still, th I, I still maintain malevolent shrine is so fucking cool looking. Um, yeah, it's so nasty and cool. Yeah. It's really gross and edge and cool. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I, I I really love it. I can't wait for next week. I'm so glad it's not off next week, right? 
we still okay yeah we are getting injured thank god i, I don't think i, I want to see how this ends you and i both yeah this wasn't your favorite chapter was it? no no this one it was close it was a, it was basically my second but it didn't it didn't uh it didn't win it for me uh but yeah anyway did you uh do you have anything to add or anything no rebuttals chris fantastic chapter overall jujutsu kaisen uh so good so good i i hope i hope gojo just wins I think it's just a funny thing that he just wins. We we already have Kenjaku as our final final villain. I'm okay with Sukuna losing to Gojo in a display of I'm the man. Yeah, we've confirmed that, right? I'm like super duper okay with it. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Um, but yeah, you ready to move on, Josh? Yes, I am. Let's go. Chainsaw Man. This is Chainsaw Man, Chapter 134, Ordinary Happiness. Um, last we left off, uh, Squid Boy gave Deji a choice. He either had to decide between uh, living in the oh, My bad. It's not the certified. Really good chapter. Um, but yeah, he had to choose between a normal life with Nayuta or... Because staying Chainsaw Man and killing it and inadvertently getting Nayuta and all those dogs killed, which is a fucked up way to, you know, threaten someone. But uh, Nayuta pulled up and, uh, you know, basically they were able to walk away without having really to make a choice. So, you know, we'll see how long that lasts. Um, this, this chapter starts off with uh, Denji seeing on TV uh, the different... Uh, reactions to the Chainsaw Man. Um, there's <laughs> the very first page is basically someone who's anti Chainsaw Man, um, and uh, is talking about how like all the collateral damage that he causes uh, in fighting devils and who's gonna pay for all this. And there are reports that Chainsaw Man is is involved in that aquarium incident. Um, so, you know. Uh, he's just walking by people talking to him, talking about him all the time. Um, we cut to his apartment where, you know, he's drying Nayuta's hair. And uh, Nayuta mentions that they're talking about that Chainsaw Man church again. And they're saying that there's, there's a bunch of brainwashed and dangerous kids and that they're fighting the police. And uh, Denji mentions to her that the, that the church's days are numbered because he's not going to be Chainsaw Man anymore. And Nayuta's like, what? Why? And he's like, because they're going to kill you if I don't. You know, I just can't do it. And, you know, when he told me that I can't yeah, be chainsawed. Hmm? So he did hear Squid Boy. Yeah, he basically is just like, I'm just not going to do it. Um, he did understand, uh, despite the fact that Squid Boy was not sure if he did. Um, but Denji explains that when he told him that when Squid Boy said that I can't be Chainsaw Man, it felt like he died inside. But then he thought about it, and he was like, you know what? I had a, I have a pretty good life right now, you know? And he says, nothing beats a normal life. And Nayuta's like, do you really think that? Do you really think nothing beats a normal life? And uh, Denji's like, I do. I do, right? <laughs> right? <clears throat> right? Hmm? That's right, right? 
And you know, uh, it's nighttime. Nayuta's asleep with her dogs. Um, Denji's on the toilet talking to Pochita, you know, just letting it all out and basically be like, hey, Pochita, like, we've come pretty far. This place is like heaven, right? You know? Um, but it's like, despite that, it's like I'm dreaming even higher now, you know? He's like, we can be happy with what we got. We don't need to keep fighting. And uh, that's when Meowie comes in, which was like, oh, no, that's Power's cat. Aw. Really? Yeah. That's Meowie. Oh. And I was like, oh, Meowie. Um, so, yeah, that was, uh, that was a little moment. Um, we cut over to Denji kind of talking on TV, uh, watching TV, I mean. Um, so, you know, he's watching, like, some... TV show where they're talking about how somebody says that they can't accept the Chainsaw Man church um, and saying that recruiting students with no real world experience is like fucking dangerous and, and wrong and stuff and you know you're worrying the parents of these kids um, so you know he's like as for devil hunter activities uh, we notify the city uh, the Chainsaw Man church guy is like we notify the city of everything we're doing, so you know, we're all we're an active devil hunter club. Uh, it's not just, you know, just some kids getting together. We're real combatants and all that stuff. Uh, hey, Josh, is that uh, is that noise coming from you? Um, hold on, I think that's Coco because she's like she keeps move cat. Yeah. Yeah, she's like laying on this black. I'm. I'm like, yeah. I kind of hear that in the background too. My bad. No, you're good. Um. Coco. Anyway. Sorry. No, you're good. Um. So if anything, uh, he's ba- the this devil hunter kid is like, what's wrong with us with following one sense of justice to save Japanese citizens in an act of self sacrifice. And um, the TV guy is just like, oh, and another thing, we hear this Chainsaw Man's teaching crap being banded about, but it's not as low though he gave them to you directly, right? And this guy's like, <clears throat> he has. If you prefer, I can let you hear Chainsaw Man speak for himself now. And Denji is like, what? What? <laughs> He's like, huh? Yeah. And uh, yo, his face... He is like, does he, should I call? I guess, I guess he's like trying to be like, and uh, the TV guy is like, what? We can talk to Chainsaw Man? No one mentioned it. And Denji's like, whoa, nobody told me either that I should have, I should have known. And he's like, let's call him together. Here we go. Chainsaw Man. And Denji's like got a little smile on his face. But then some guy shows up and he's like, he comes through. He's like, greetings. I am Chainsaw Man. I'm coming to you from the Chainsaw Man Church. And Denji's face is just shocked. He is flabbergasted. He is he is gooped. He's gagged. He's all the things. He's just like, yes, the rumors are true. My body is the halfway between human and devil. I gained the power to turn to Chainsaw Man in a ta- in a fateful encounter with the Justice Devil. The reason wow. I fight, I fight to create a world without devils. In a devilish world, Adam and Eve will... And then Denji just yells out. He's like, wrong! 
And uh, Nayuta wakes up. And he's like, Danji is like, I never fought for any of that. I don't fight for any reason. He said, I died a gazillion times. And next thing I know, people were calling my name all on their own. But your guy is a chainsaw man. And then he just starts crying. And he's like, I'm more chainsaw man than him. And that's where the chapter ends. Weird. And he's a dickhead. Yeah, he, he sure is. But Josh, what did you think about Chainsaw Man chapter 134? Yeah, this was a, another funny one, but when he screams at him like wrong, like he's he's more offended that he's saying like that he's taking the attention to Chainsaw Man and and, and making it something that he knows is not. But not in like a not excuse me. Not in any um like justice way like not not for any like real good reason it's simply because that's not how he feels yeah like, i knew that he was like i don't fight for that shit like i don't care about nobody all. yeah like there's anything i want i the author definitely wants to know is that i i don't fight for anything i take no stand i just like attention and i like i like girls liking me Yeah, I thought that was really funny. Um, really curious who this fake saw man is. I want to see him and Denji fight so bad, and I know it's going to be crazy. Yeah, you think he's the fake saw man? Hmm? You think he's the fake saw man? Oh yeah. Mm. Damn, how, does, how, how does that even happen? Get, man. Hmm? What are we not going to see the real fake saw man until the end of the series? I don't That's know. Final boss. I don't know. Maybe. It's entirely possible that kids fake saw man, but it's like weird, you know. It is weird. Like where's it coming from? He needs to change he needs to change into it. Yeah. We need to see it happen. Yo, him looking at the phone. Yo, Denji's such a dickhead. <laughs> He's so souped up to get attention. Yeah. That he really thought, even though it was completely unplanned and un and spontaneous that they, he was about to be included retroactively. Yeah, they didn't call him or anything to tell him it's like be by the phone. Yeah, so we don't look stupid on national TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny ass chapter. Yeah. I wonder I wonder what this is I wonder if we're gonna have all right, I thought I thought it was interesting the point brought up about is this enough? Do I want more? Because Nayuta doesn't understand where... I don't know if she knows where he came from. You know, but... At the same time, I guess... You can aspire for more. He, he sh I'm not going to say he should. I feel like if he's comfortable, then there's no reason to push unless you feel the urge to want to be better. And I wonder... You know, what's going to be his motivation outside of Coochie, you know? Yeah. I wonder what we're building towards because I don't know these days. Yeah, neither do I. Still enjoying it. Still taking it chapter by chapter. No criticism, just saying. Mm -hmm. Not really sure what's, what's next up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's been one of those things that we've been building up over the course of Chainsaw Man Part 2, I guess, is... Denji reaching initially the dream that he set in the original series where he's just got 
kind of like a good life, you know, a normal person's life. And now he's coming to the crossroads of, you know, wanting more, you know, it's like this normal life is great, but what if there could be more out there for me? Maybe I could dream bigger. Maybe I could want more for myself uh, outside of the bare minimum of bread and jam. So, right. you know, I think it's an interesting way uh, place to take Denji, especially someone who doesn't really have like a moral compass that a normal person would have. Because as we see here, he's really just bummed out that he's bummed out that some guy is saying that Chainsaw Man fights for good and for justice. And he's like, no, he's like, I fight for titties. Titties and ass. That's, titties. <laughs> That's what I fight for. So it, it is an interesting thing. I, And, you know, he's at this crossroads of choosing whether he wants to be Chainsaw Man or not. Uh, and whether it's worth continuing to be Chainsaw Man. And I think he probably found his answer in that. It's like, there's no way I'm not going to stop being Chainsaw Man out of this fucking guy trying to take my shine. Right. No, no way. No, no way. No, you so I'll keep you safe. There's no way. Yeah. I'm sacrificing. How funny yeah. would it be if he just pulled up in full Chainsaw Man garb to this, to this thing? <laughs> He's like, no, it's me. I'm Chainsaw Man. You know, I have some thoughts, actually. I wonder if the organization that Squid Boy works for is connected with this whole Chainsaw Man church shit. Because it seems really crazy that the time that they want Denji to stop being Chainsaw Man is when this guy pops out of nowhere. And comes That's in. true. That's actually true. A weird coincidence. It's almost so weird. Uh, it's almost so obvious of a coincidence that I'm pretty sure that maybe the author overlooked that and was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> Just yeah. Just a mere coincidence. <laughs> right, like, I almost don't, I feel like it's a, it's not a red herring, like, an intentional one. Yeah, because I think, like, this kid, not, not the fake saw man, but the kid that we've seen a couple times up to this point, he's working with the Famine Devil. So, I wonder if, like, the Famine Devil is working with Squid Boys with the public safety organization with Squid Boy in an effort to, like, stop the Nostradamus stuff. But then, you know, why would they ask him to not be Chainsaw Man anymore just to have this fake Saw Man there? Like, what's the game, you know? So they could control the fake Saw Man? They can't control Denji. Yeah. When he's when he is the Chainsaw Man, because he's too reckless and crazy. Yeah, but if you're going to take on... be super strong. If you're gonna take on like these coming devils and stuff that are supposed to be so scary, I would think you would want chain like the real thing on your side. But who Good knows? Point. I have no idea, man. It's it's kind of wild. I have no idea where Chainsaw Man's gonna go. But this was really good. Uh, it was really funny. Uh, I can't really predict this chapter, uh, this series, because Denji is such an unpredictable character, in a sense. He's not an unknown yeah. quality, but I don't know what he's going to do about this. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, what's his... What's Denji's next move? Yeah. What's the next step for his character? He doesn't have to grow and be a righteous person, but I want to see how he comes to terms with, with the pressure he's been feeling. Yeah. I just can't get enough of his faces. He's, like, the most surprised human being on planet earth 
Some of his faces are just like, oh my god. Like he can't believe it. It's crazy. But that's yeah, all. You know, I love a good exaggerated expression. Don't we all? Uh, but that was it for me for Chainsaw Man. Do you have uh, any other thoughts as well, Josh? Any closing thoughts? Mm. No, not necessarily. All right. Well, Chainsaw Man, fantastic as always. Uh, let's move onward. Failure. World trigger. Woo! Woo! This is World Trigger Chapter 235, The Away Mission Test, Part 32. Um, last we left off with World Trigger, uh, there's been a lot of discussion over the various teams and their strategies in, I believe, what was the fourth or third day in the uh, Away Mission exams. Uh, and we're finally getting the rankings and uh, the results of all of uh, all of the, every squad's adjustments uh, on display, and um, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's a lot of improvement uh, when it comes to Sua Squad as they have made it to third place overall. Uh, you know, even beyond the day, this is just like I think the overall uh, test. They are behind Kodera Squad and Mizukami Squad overall, but they have made a massive improvement, uh, being like close to last for a lot of this uh test so that's pretty good uh and for the day uh for the day's rankings they made it to first place finally um so you know they they did a fucking great job uh and osamu notices that mizukami and uh ninomiya actually uh struggled uh on on this day um and Sue was like, maybe because of that wide net cast by Kodera. You know, he's like, well, you mean you the trap you gave him the idea for? Um, meanwhile, we cut over to uh, Wakamura squad. Uh, Wakamura is in ninth place. So this is like, I think the first time they have not been dead last in, uh, in the daily rankings. They're still de dead last overall, but... This is the first time they broke out of their um, of their funk here, so that's good. Uh, they made it up while Ninomiya and Mizukami uh, both failed for the day, technically. So, you know, they're basically talking about that how uh, Wakamura's squad was able to basically close the gap and and win over them in uh, the assignments. Uh, department basically uh, they made it through because they were able to do all their assignments and uh, it, it was probably not possible for them to finish at that time either so you know they they made it a little bit of progress uh, even Hughes is smiling I think he's he's proud of Wakamura who's like seeming to show some confidence in his leadership so that's pretty cool uh, yeah it was nice to see kind of came out of nowhere but yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Meanwhile, on uh, Kakizaki Squad, uh, we see the sniper uh, kid from uh, one of the squads is down. Uh, sure. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, there's they're in sec. Oh yeah, this is uh, Kakizaki Squad. So they are currently 
in 10th place overall. So, you know, he's bummed out. He's like, it's all over. I might as well jump off of a bridge to pay for my failure. And they're like, quit talking nonsense. It's not your fault. Um, so, you know, he's really down on himself. And uh, Kagura is trying to, like, break him out of his funk. He says, like, it's not your fault. He says, I've been holding us back with the homework and stuff. And our battle sim scores aren't so bad either. So, you know, it's it's my bad. Uh, you know, Kagura takes some responsibility. And uh, Kakizaki just, like, is like, hey, it's okay. You know, I can't have you both get uh, down in the dumps. Uh, he says, like I said, uh, I chose this lineup with my sights being set on the upcoming battle phase. So, you know, I'm sure I wasn't really, like, aiming for us to do particularly well in this phase. I'm putting it all basically in the battle phase that comes after this. So... You know, Kagura actually gets down on himself. He's like, I mean, still, you know, it's it sucks. We shouldn't be failing in this moment. Um, so it's uh, Tai Chi's getting down on himself because he also wasn't intentionally picked. I think he was the last person uh, to be picked. Um, so yeah, it's uh, damn. How did he know? Oh yeah, they all had this. Yeah, they it, right? yeah they did the they all picked all together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they're, they're trying to cheer him up and all that stuff. And, uh, uh, damn, Inokai is, uh, saying that like, there's no point in getting all bent out of shape out of this. Uh, just leave the more cerebral task to me and make up for it during the real battles. Okay. And Kagura is like, you calling me a dumbass or what? He's like, no, no, no. I mean it in good faith. Are my kind intentions not coming across? And, uh, Kagura looks down. He's like, I can't keep skating by with my combat skills alone i have to start using my fucking brain you know i have to do better on this mm-hmm. part you know and uh yeah they're ba- kakizaki basically dismisses everybody's like hey in any case we should just enjoy this breather together because uh, we're gonna work hard all day and yeah they disperse in that moment mizukami is like what the heck is all this about um so you know they're like something catch your eyes like Remember I said how the goal for today was to be about 800 points ahead of second place? Well, check out the actu- that gap, that actual gap. And uh, they're apparently 1,071 points in a difference. So, you know, they're, they're way ahead technically, um, which is all good. But uh, Kodera squad took fourth place in the battle sims. So that's more th- wins that he thought for Kodera. Meaning that uh, even though Kodera squad won more points than expected, our league grew even wider, oddly enough. Yeah, so they're trying to find out how he basically, like, zoomed up closer to them. uh, Despite, you know, there's, like, an ever-widening lead, but Kodera is, like, keeping up somehow, even though they were, like, really far behind before. Um and uh, Mizukami just, like, is thinking to himself, is like, maybe I'm overthinking it, but this feels off. Um, yeah, he, this is, yeah, we'll get into it later. Yeah, Kodera, meanwhile, is, you know, pretty stoked. He's like, after three days of Battle Sims, we they earn more points than Mizukami's squad in the day. Um, so, you know, everything's going ship shape. Um, 
Katori, oh no, Katora is uh, basically saying that there's a decent chance they could come out on top given the point difference. So you know they could get, they could theoretically get to first place uh, if they keep on this track. Um, there are no more universal assignments after to, after today, so you know they they I think they have to uh, submit delegated assignments starting tomorrow, so you know they could get like a higher score and make up for the fact that there's no universal assignments it seems so yeah they basically have all these like points uh, all these uh, exams or uh delegated assignments together that they can just submit later um and he says in that case we're going to keep with the prime strategy while picking up points however we can um we cut over to the monitor room where Yoneya is with Miwa, I believe this is. Um, and they're basically talking about how Kodera, even though, you know, they still have a thousand points to make up to get to first place. Um, Miwa explains that, you know, Kodera squad took pictures of the delegated assignments and tomorrow they intend to tackle those problems and send them all at once so they can get a big boost in points. Um, and uh, they're pretty stoked about it, you know, because Kodera is on their squad. So uh, this is one of their snipers. And um, the other sniper on this team is basically saying that, like, you know, they're talking about how you do, he doesn't usually show this much gumption on their squad, but he's someone who rises to the occasion when they put responsi- uh, put him in a position of responsibility and they say that, hey, sooner or later, he'll be leading a squad on, uh, of his own, which is very nice of them to say. Um, meanwhile, we cut over to Nino Mia's squad. Um, Azuma's like, hey, we should maybe call it a night. And uh, tonight is the night that uh, that Chica is going to sleep in the capsule. Uh, so, you know, the other guys head off to bed. Um, and... Chica stops uh, Emma as he's going away and saying that like she's really going to step up tomorrow and uh, wishes him a good night. Oh. Uh, anyway. So Emma is now sharing a room with Ninomiya, which is uh, all types of fun. And this is, I suppose, where the uh, meat of the chapter is for me, to be honest. Uh, Emma starts talking. Oh, uh, Nina Mia starts talking about how there's no special assignment today, but who can say what tomorrow will bring? So keep on your toes. And Emma just stares him down and he's just like, What? You have something to say? Spit it out. And Emma is, uh, starts talking about how you like asking him, You, you ever think that maybe bedtime isn't the right time to moment to bring up the, the pressure? Like, how can I sleep after that? And he's like saying, the way you talk to people, it's like you don't consider their feelings at all. Always so short and snappy with that blank look on your face. And that's what led to the issues with, with Chica today. And he says, maybe you should be a little more considerate when you speak. So you don't need Azuma to help you communicate. He says, mm. mind you, this isn't me, a grunt saying this to his captain. This is my objective opinion of you as a human being, basically, from one human to another. And man, Nino Mia lets out a big old sigh. He's like, ugh. <laughs> and Emma's like, that's your answer? A big sigh? <laughs> and uh, Nino Mia, he's claps back. He's like, 
if this was all in your mind, then why didn't you speak up? He said, you didn't have to wait for M for Azuma to step in. You're welcome to give Amatori aid all your all on your own. He's like, do you think that I'm the only one to blame for for Chica's troubles today? And he's like, how is someone meant to feel at when suffering loss after loss and watching their friend just sitting there with an attitude on his face? Uh, he's like, anyone would start panicking. And Emma's like, it's not like that. And then he remembers that like right before they went to bed, Chica assured him personally that she's going to step up tomorrow. And uh, Nino Mia basically is like, Amatori will be fine. I plan to say what I did today at some point during the test, whether in regards to the battle sims or not. But the problem is you. And you know that like what Emma said got under his skin because he threw that right back in his face. He's like, here's my objective take from one human to another. He says, I won't even, he said, I won't even mince words and I'll even give you a facial expression as you requested. Um, and he says, do you think that your sniping, sniping talents alone will get you onto the away mission? He said, when Amatori was flailing, all you could do was glance in my direction with a look that say, that seemed to say somebody do something to help her. And he's like, do you really think there's a seat on the mission for someone like that? She, he said, Amatori said that she wants to carry out her duties herself. But what's your duty exactly? He said, well, Emma, he's like, to snipe and hit the target in battle. Can you think of anything else you should be doing? He said, or do you plan to keep coasting as the best little junior agent? Ooh. He said, you need to wise up and realize that only flies with Hatohara and the Kagura squad. Oh. Whoo! He started talking about his boys. <laughs> Who's Hatohara again? The sniper that used to be on Nino Mia's squad that escaped into the into the neighborhood allegedly. Oh. And the one who trained Emma when uh when Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I remember, I remember. Yeah, yeah. So she's and that's when Emma snaps. He's like, That's what I've been saying. That's what's wrong with you. It's like I've got plenty I got the picture now. It's plenty clear why Hatohara quit border. She's like, she quit because you were suffocating her with your high and mighty righteous attitude. He's like, you laid into her in that insensitive way just because she couldn't shoot people. And she says, Hatohara gave up away missions because of you, even when she had all the talent in the world and more of a reason than anyone to go on those missions. And that's when Ninomi is like, she hasn't given up on a thing. And Emma's like, what? And uh, he reveals to her, Emma that Hatohara is in the neighborhood. And that's where the chapter ends. Um, long chapter of World Trigger, uh, 26 pages, which is, you know, sometimes he puts out a longer chapter. Um, but very exciting. Lots to talk about here. Uh, Josh, what did you think about World Trigger chapter 235? So this is my favorite chapter of the week. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it's hard to even count it, but it was it was just that good. Yeah, we... That we joke a lot about World Trigger being just like silently the RGC every time, but this was an incredible chapter. Uh, not only to me, but also the audience voted it the really good chapter of the week. So what? I'll, uh, this is a unified really good chapter of the week. Unified RGC. Unified RGC. Unified RGC. Go on, Josh. Okay, so I had something specific I wanted to talk about, and it really sucks that Brian isn't here. 
because this isn't a clap back to him in the slightest. It was something that it made me think about and appreciate more about this series. So let me get into it. Brian mentioned something about how annoying the homework part of um, this competition is. And I agreed with him initially, right? Because it's, it's not exciting. You know, I can appreciate it on, on, you know, on a level because it adds a, a layer of strategy and depth to what's already going on. You know what I mean? And it also allows for more depth to the scoring system. You know, more leeway other than just winning the battle exams. It, it's, it makes sense. It's not about just combat. It's they're living together and, and being tested on how they think about certain scenarios, reflecting on the past scenarios they just had to go in, like, you know, the day before. So I can accept it, but Here's, what I, here's how I look at this arc overall. The same way he's assigning homework to these characters, what he's doing is assigning homework to us. And he's, oh, really what he's doing is he's doing homework right now and, and giving it to us via this arc. He's putting in the work right now to build these characters literally one by one, my nigga, brick by fucking brick, to for 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 e almost everybody in this group, we have something to think about where that could be explored later on in an away mission or or future future arcs or smaller situations. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this is why I'm gonna clap back at Brian a little bit, but of course he wouldn't understand that because his favorite series is allergic. He like he's allergic. The, 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 allergic to anything other than the MC and and you know in, in Bakugo and and in the the Fire and Ice family. How quickly I forgot as much as I like that on Todoroki. Thank you. So you know that's what's happening here. We know because I keep it, it's crazy because. I started thinking about it really deeply uh, on the second read when Kagayero was talking about how bad he felt about him performing. And the dude, you know, um, I think, uh, what's his name? Kazakage? Kaze, Kagero? Uh, huh? Kagero? No, no, no. His, his, their, their leader right now. He was talking to his leader and he was telling him that, no, the lead, like, you know, that he felt bad about performing bad and the, and the leader was oh, like look yeah, I yeah, put this Kaki team Zaki. together huh? Kakizaki Kakizaki yeah he's saying how look I put you guys together more so to think about the battle part and it kind of just encouraged me it reminded me like oh yeah like we're getting a legit battle test coming up there's no way he's going to skimp out on that he'll take just as long to do that shit that he did this No, no doubt about it unless he's ready to get right into, like, the next either, like, you know, invasion or uh, or um, really getting right into the doorway mission. So, you know, it, it just made me feel like, yeah, so he's making, he's, he's making all of these characters much more compelling outside of just how cool they look when they fight and their potential skills. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's unique. 
And that's what this series has always done really well, but it's really under focus right now in this arc. Um, another point I wanted to make specifically, right, about doing homework with characters, right? Um, Hagiara and Ima kind of were the two characters that, in my opinion, are like came to terms with their own, like their own growth and development in their own ways. Hagiara through him being frustrated that they're not winning, even though like you know they don't have the greatest team. They're one of the high. They're like in the high um, tier of A rank. I mean, of, of B rank, right? Like they're high performing. Yeah. You know, Kagaeras. I think the they were supposed attackers. to be. They were supposed to be A rank by now, but because of Kagura, like he doesn't. His quick temper has gotten them into trouble, and right, they're right. B rank as a result. But they're they still hover around like the top two squads. Right. So um, that's what I, right. So that like you know, it's it's frustrating for him, and that's why he started to challenge himself like is there more i can do right um with ema it happened much differently you know with with nino mia throwing it in his face because it was something that he didn't even consider you know ema he didn't he didn't consider his own growth and development for a handful of reasons that were fleshed out in this series already and within what nino mia was saying so when you think about like Kageyara squad, they're pretty chill. You know what I'm saying? Like Nino Mia is 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 very intense and um, what's the word? Corrective or uh, um, pushy? It's yeah. another word I'm looking for. Oh man, um, strict. Yeah, I was militant. Mm-hmm. You get it. You know. He 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 has high expectation of himself and the people around him, and he, he he pushes really hard. He you know what I'm saying? Where the you know Kageyara squad, they're kind of like a team of misfits in a way. You know where you know Kageyara with his side effect and how sporadic his behavior is. Mm-hmm. Kitazo, who's just this aloof dude that doesn't even seem like he should be a part of any war. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. And then Ima, who who's just this kid that like this prodigy sniper that you know knows that he's like got all these skills and he's never I guess he's probably never felt any reason to have to push himself. You know, like their their group is so accepting that, you know, even I think acceptance is a beautiful thing, but in the context of development, it can stunt that, you know, if you're if if your peers aren't facilitating you to challenge yourself and try to be a better version or work on like different areas of weaknesses. So, you know, I just thought, I thought it was worth bringing up because he has established that in the series in discreet ways from the little bit we've seen with them in the rank wars and, you know, surrounding the arcs a tad bit. But this was really eye-opening specifically for Ima. I didn't know he was like a, I didn't know he was like kind of like this junior prodigy. I didn't really look at it like that, you know. I didn't even know he was that good of a sniper. I didn't realize it. But Nino Mia got on him, man. He, it was kind of petty, but I've been waiting for this. Like I've been 
Like I know they had a like like they they've been at a problem with each other. Nino Mia finally, I mean, uh, Ima finally spit it out. But Nino Mia, he, you know, he's been watching Ima. He probably never had a reason to care before, but he's seen and he was like, "Look, like you ain't, you ain't all that. Like you, you, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you gotta understand that you're, uh, you know, you're an agent. You know, you, you're, you're somebody that could contribute more than just being a fighter. You know what I'm saying? You're a human being. You're a teammate." Um, you're a mentor in a way, you know, especially when it comes to amatory, like there are other ways you can assist the, the, the efforts, you know what I'm saying? Assist towards, or, you know, just, just be, you know, be helpful. And yeah, Nina Mia was really mean about it, but it was, I think it was overall helpful for him. I think that was healthy. This is what you call healthy confrontation. Mm-hmm. They're expressing themselves. It's not a fist fight. And I don't think Nino Mia would allow that. This is a kid. You know what I'm saying? He's really cool type, but he may be petty and an asshole, but I don't think he's the type to get, you know, uh, uh, what's the word? Ignorant, I guess. Yeah, I guess. uh, Belligerent. yeah. Yeah, belligerent. He's giving him tough love, but it's love nonetheless. You know, and it's in a controlled environment. Where can you get something this interesting in like a battle manga? You know, like I guess we get into personal relationships in the slice of life stuff, but this is different. This is a this manga is truly a product of care and love, and I feel it when I read it. And it's I, th- I guess it's not fair. I'm not gonna say other series aren't. Of course, the authors and their heart and soul in these series it's just that i just really like the way that it's expressed there in world trigger and it's it's you know i wish brian appreciated that a little bit more but i i just i also understand because it, it was a lot it's a lot it's it's tedious but i think rereading this arc it'll it'll i think it'll flow a lot better i think it's easy to see the overall picture because we didn't quite understand what the what the process of this point of the exam was. Um, yeah, I guess. You know, I guess those are like, that's the major thought I wanted to get off. I don't know if you have any rebuttals to that. Maybe you want to just continue your own thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I think you've uh, said a lot of the things I wanted to say about it. I think... I, there's uh, a lot to dissect about it. everybody just like seeing this was a real turn like turning point for not just Ninamiya's squad but everybody's squad where some people are like okay we should stay the course but other people are like well things are not working the same way like as smoothly as I thought we might have to change some tactics here and I think you're right I mean I, I'm on the kind of side that this arc has it feels a little tedious and I think that's mostly because of how world trigger is like broken up uh, because of the monthly schedule, which of course is nobody's fault, but it's hard to uh, retain all this information over a month, especially since sometimes he has to take a month off. So we don't see it for two months sometimes. Um, But yeah, I mean, this was just such a beautiful, 
you know, this is like exemplary of what World Trigger is. And we've seen this even during the B-Rank Wars where uh, there's like a lot of personal growth being taking place um, within these scenarios uh, that Border puts their agents through. And I think like that's that that's obviously the main point of this arc is just these kids have to learn uh, interpersonal skills and how to work with people and how to work with people you may not necessarily like, you know, but yeah, I, I didn't you know, these are young adults and I think everybody in this world is aware of that. Um, and it's more about teaching these people to be well, well-rounded adults and like, because especially since they're going to be traveling in close quarters together for the foreseeable future, we don't know how long it's good for them to understand what it is to work with not the people that you've been working with for the last few years. Um, one of the things is that Nino Mia never yells at Emma, even though he is like giving them kind of an attitude about it. He is being matter of fact about everything. And he is right. You know, Emma is a shy kid, you know, and Nino Mia has said from the jump that he, he expects out of them to be kind of independent thinkers and not having to hold their hands the whole time through. And, like, if they see something going on, they should be cognizant of that and react to each other. But uh, Emma is kind of, uh, like, was relying on Ninomiya as an authority figure a little too much for Ninomiya's liking. And um, I feel like Chika is the opposite problem in Ninomiya's eyes where he was where she was just doing too much on her own, you know, and not relying on her squad enough. Azuma is Azuma. Azuma is like the grizzled veteran among them. He doesn't have to be told anything. Right. He's there. Yeah, what the fuck is Nino Mia going to say to him? <laughs> uh, and also, Azuma has been a very effective vice captain in, in a sense because he's been like kind of advising them in ways that Nino Mia can't and being more of a warmth, uh, being more of an yeah. encouraging teacher as he's always been. Uh, so, you know, I feel like Nino Mia just lets him ride because Azuma obviously knows what to do and what to say. Um, but yeah, Emma and Chica have opposite problems, you know, so it's just kind of navigating that, I guess. Um, but yeah, I did I did enjoy the little stank that Nina Mia put on it. <laughs> He's, he threw it right back at him, and I actually kind of like that. Um, it, yeah. it, gives, it gives Nina Mia a little bit more personality, you know, it does. He's not, it shows that he's not stoic and, you know, things can get to him. He can be yeah. annoyed. It is a kind of sure. nice to see him because I don't think I would have ever pegged Nino Mia to be kind of a uh, uh, low key petty, <laughs> you know? So that was a fun little thing. I, I read that page and I was like, whoop, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, whoop. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it was coming. You know, it's crazy. He took that big sigh and I was like, oh, like maybe he's just going to be chosen. It's like, you know what, man? I don't want to be like this. I, you know, I didn't know. I, I thought it was about to take like a funny, lighthearted turn, mm -hmm. and he was just gonna be cool. But he really like let that nigga know, like, oh, all right, you want to have that conversation? I'll explain my actions, mm -hmm. and then I want you to explain your actions. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I really like Nino me a lot more after this chapter. I agree. This one just did a lot for me. I was right there. <laughs> I was right there with you. I'm like. Damn, do I like Nino Mia now? 
Yeah, I mean, I do. I mean, I've always liked Nino Mia, but I'm like, all right, now he's like almost, he's like basically a full character to me, you know? Yeah. There's something about him that's just like, okay, he's like got a real personality. He's not just a, like that cool, stoic guy. He's got a little emotional depth. Um. But yeah, I mean, and also, of course, the Hatahara stuff. I wonder if we're going to like dive into that a little bit uh, from Nino Mia's perspective. Because we don't really know how he saw it and what was his end of things because she was on his squad. So it's going to be interesting to see if they dive into it. If they don't, I'm sure that's going to come later. Hatahara has been like one of the looming uh, questions about this series that uh, I've been excited about, but... Yeah, this was a fantastic chapter. The dialogue is so well written. Uh, it's kind of crazy. Uh, Ashihara's like dialogue is kind of underrated in my eyes. It's just so cool. Yeah. It's very real. It feels like you know these are real kids talking to each other. Oh um, my god, Brian Michael Bendis could never in his fucking life. <laughs> he has in the past. No. Uh, it's, yeah, whatever. Um, anyone hear no conversations? <laughs> they all finish sentences in in Brian Eckerton's world. They never finish sentences. They all interrupt each other. That's hilarious. Um, but all right. Problem. I mean, that's all I gotta say. You said pretty much everything, so I don't wanna uh, rerun it. Fantastic chapter as always. I cannot wait for next month. Please. Don't take a surprise break. Oh Ashura. my god, please. Please, we need you. Please, we need you. Begging, begging, praying. Yeah. Praying and begging. Yeah, begging, begging you. Don't take off next <laughs> month. <laughs> please. Uh, all right. Uh, I guess we should move on, yeah? Yes. Let's go. We call that easy money, GG. Undead unluck. Uh, Josh, do you want to tackle on Dead Unluck? Uh, yes, I will. Go for Against it. my best interest. It's another fun chapter, though, so it's all good. Um, alright, let's get through this. Undead Unluck by Yoshifumi Tozuka. Chapter number 165, as it stands, you are. Um, last week... Hmm. Why don't you recap last week first? Last we'll week, a, uh, we entered the we tournament. Uh, Shen has defeated two out of his four opponents so far. He was right. He, he went through. Uh, he went through Void. He went through uh, the Undraw Lady, and now, uh, you know, there's uh, Fuko has been talking about uh, initiating Shen's uh, tragedy so that he would get his negation. Um, right, and we learned about Mui. Yeah, yes, now, and Mui okay, returned. It's coming back, it's coming back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So you know, Mui uh, comes into the picture. We find out how and when you know Shen was teaching her martial arts, and um, she's joining the tournament. Yeah, that's what happened last week. And yeah, basically, Fugo believes that Mui is the key to unlocking Shen's. Uh, well, she suspects that she might be the key. So, all right. We continue with uh, Shen. He knocked somebody out. He knocked Billy out? Damn. He killed Billy off stream? 
<laughs> yeah, Billy didn't even get to use his uh, his negation, so. Jesus Christ. He got sent flying right off the fucking bat. Yeah, I guess I just missed this part of the of No, the it didn't happen Actually, last week. I don't week. remember that. It didn't happen huh? last week. This is where it starts. Shen one-shotted him, basically. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, so, you know, I guess knocked the fuck out. Yeah, Shen didn't even want to... Let him challenge. He's <laughs> like, yeah, he he didn't even want to see what time he was on. Said, no thanks. Hold this quick punch. Get the fuck out of here. I thought Billy was gonna be a tough fight for him. Nope. Oh well. Um. So now he is fighting against Fuko, but he takes a moment to um. Talk to Mooin. He's like, Mooin, my dear, I'll see you in the finals and I'll stop you. I will defeat you. And uh, Fuko's just reflecting on how, like, it's really sweet that they still, that Shen and Mooin met each other and still have feelings for each other. She says, in the previous loop, despite Mr. Shen living solely to exact revenge against Fang, she supported him with kindness to the end. And she starts to think, like, wow, I wonder how different things are now since, you, you know, they're not in the same positions. And Mooney literally goes, like, she looks from, she looks like this ultimate fierce competitor and then breaks down and starts bowing towards Shen, saying that she's so sorry and that, that she used, that the, you know, her martial arts skills at the tournament. You know, basically acting timid and all fucking sappy like she did last loop. It's nice. Uh, Fuko's like, you know, it's glad to see, again, to think that those things don't change. There's actually a flashback here. Where she says, I implore you, Miss Fuko, please look after Master Shen. Uh, I can't, I don't know why she's thinking of those moments, but maybe she is just the key moments of movie's character from the other room. Yeah, just her being considerate of Shen. Basically, right. Because she she only um, joined the tournament so she can make Shen's life easier, hopefully. But it's funny because Mui then like you know tells Shen, "Listen, like, uh, are you gonna be all right? Like, you're fighting against a fucking monster, and I heard that they beat Shen. I mean, like, uh, Fang." And she full goes like, "A monster? Damn! <laughs> right here, I'm I'm in person." <laughs> I'm dead, Fang. Fang looks like he's sticking up the middle finger towards Fuko. Oh, I didn't even see that. That's hilarious. I think it's just his index finger. Yeah, I think so too. But he's still cheesing in the back, like <laughs> he did beat me, and <laughs> I will defeat her. Like he's just so weird. Anyway, um, Shannon's like, you know, she's definitely strong, but I won't lose. And I, you know, for your little brother, I got this. Um, so. Right before the uh, the fourth round starts against Fuko Izumo, uh, Fuko says, you know, actually, I have one, more, one last question. It says, uh, what will you use your strength for? And, oh, my God, Fang, he gets smelling in the air. He knows. He's like, there's something weird happening. What? Why would you ask something like that? What does that mean? What are the implications? He has no idea. He just said, like, you know, like, don't talk, speak with your fist. 
So she asked him, you know, these are some things, there are some things that Fish can't figure out. Um, and so she, you know, finally gets an answer from Shannon. He says, uh, you know, like he always wondered what the point of getting stronger was. Um, he said, the old man made me train so that he could fight Fugo, but that had nothing to do with me. I just got stronger for no real reason. And um, he gets to the point where he says, um, it wasn't until he ran into Mui after running away after getting mad at Fang, probably for getting punched in the face too much. Yeah. I get it. Um, like, after he, you know, ran into Mui and taught her martial arts and grew to be our friend and, and, and know her little brother, that he was the first time he felt like, you know, like, youthful to other people. I guess aside from his sister, too. Yeah. And that it made him grateful that he was strong and that he wanted to use his strength to help others. That's what, you know, right now, more or less, that's what he is hoping for. And interestingly enough, Fang has this moment where he remembers Fuko right after she beats him. Says, those who care for others with an unwavering heart have always been the strongest people around. Yeah. Think about that, Fang. Um, so with that, Foucault says, I have nothing more to teach you and gives up and lets him advance. And, um, that's it. Now it's time for him to fight against Mui. Mui. And which again, Foucault starts to kind of unveil that like, you know, this is, well, all right. Yeah. Like, you know, during this match, this is when. Like, he'll unlock his negator ability, and they'll try to prevent it from being as big of a tragedy as per usual. So, yeah. You know, they get into a fighting stance. They, you know, they, they, they give them a little pep talk to each other. And the thing is just like, now you'll see just how strong that woman is. And Fuko's like happy, like, show me, movie. I want to see what it looks like when the current you goes all out. And uh, Mui pulls up to fucking Shen and hits him with the Senkai stuff. Yeah. <laughs> she basically hits him with the hit with the primary lotus or something. Yeah. And kicks the guts out of his stomach <laughs> almost. Um, wow, Fang was so happy about it. Fang is psyched. And then, and then like, Chases him up to the sky after she he launched him up and finishes him with a kick and blow. The brilliant brilliant yeah, the flying load. Yeah. Fang is like, yeah. Look, just everything. That woman is far stronger than Shen. And Fook is like, wow, you're amazing. This is gonna be a fucking crazy fight. I don't, I don't know what to expect. That's the end of the chapter. Foucault's just, she keeps saying how rest assured will prevent that tragedy, so keep fighting. So here we go, this is set up. I didn't think this is what we were going to get. What, what, man, this series has a way to, has, has such a way with subverting expectations. Yeah. They do it so flawlessly. Um, but anyway, what were your thoughts, Chris? Whew, this was a lot of fun. Um, it was good to see Mui again, and... Uh, I really liked her reasoning for joining. It's just very much like, you know, just trying to uh, keep Shen, you know, 
just help Shen go advance and go higher. And, you know, she got, she was like stronger now than she was initially in her first loop. So that was really cool. It's funny how like one thing changing in, in Shen's life is allowed Mui to get stronger beforehand, you know? Um, yeah. It's, it's really cool. It's very always funny to see uh, Feng get excited and be a hater towards Shen. <laughs> he was just like, ha that guy ain't shit at any at any point in time he can. Um I I guess I figured that Fuko would disqualify herself to let this happen. So that was uh that was a cool moment. It, um it is cool to see Shen want to use his strength for you know, like you know, with his sister still here, he has more altruistic reason for using his strength than re- than just straight up revenge. Um, I'm I'm really happy that he kind of has peace at this moment, and he's able to, uh, hopefully find his negations some, in some other way. I don't know how he gets it from here because I believe, the last time he got his negation from the tragedy of his sister passing. So, I don't know. I, I wonder what if uh what interpretation is going to be here, of it now that he's got a different. Oh, I'm sure. Hmm. Yeah. Now that he's got a different outlook, basically. So, that's interesting. I wonder if Mui actually has a negator ability already. It's possible, I I wonder if that unbelievable is really something. Yeah, I don't know. But um, those were all my thoughts. I thought this was a really fun chapter overall. Um, Josh, what did you think? Well, um, I gushed about the chapter a lot as I read it, but... um, I I really like how Shen is becoming this character where I guess before he was really just kind of kept to himself and we learned a lot about um we learned about his story all at once and then he died and became a zombie and that was that but now here he really has this opportunity to be a huge impact and change in the world and be a leader at it he was really just kind of the subordinate guy that was really strong and could hold his own, but didn't really seem to have to care or have much of a stake in what was happening, you know, at least until much later in the series where everyone was on the same page. But now it's, it's, it's cool. It's seeing like that. He wants to fight for others. He wants to use his strength for a purpose, which is, you know, usually corny to hear that in a manga. Cause I've heard that, you know, hundreds of times at this point, but I just think it's cool coming from Shen, especially yeah. in relation to Fang, where Fang, you know, it's completely opposite of what he thinks. But he came to a different conclusion this time than before because he lost his sister and became dead emotionally. He didn't yeah. get to have that development. Foucault basically created the situation where he'd be safe from that that type of situation you know um well done yeah. uh, next chapter looking forward to this fight i think it's going to be if, if that opening was any type i think the whole arena is about to get destroyed oh yeah i think it's already pretty much destroyed at this point <laughs> yeah this is about to be like tournament of not power but you know the one dragon ball Z. yeah um uh, when they're fight, you know, when on earth, 
Yeah. And by the way, congratulations. The best. congratulations. Is Hercule still the strongest person in Dragon Ball Hercule? Z? Yeah. Yes. Technically. Yes, Hercules. Like according to Earth people, right? Yes, he is still like the Like on guy. Earth, he's the strongest person. And yeah. then it's like Goku, Vegeta. They don't even know Gohan. who they are. They just know that Hercule was there. And he he saved everybody. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah. Um, congratulations to Undead Unluck, by the way. Because uh, the anime has been announced on Hulu coming in October. Uh, yeah, I'm watching it looks good. I saw like a trailer of it, and uh, they did they did pretty well on it. It's pretty cool. It's funny to see Andy again. It's been so long. Yeah, it's <laughs> been a minute, man. I can't believe it. Yeah, so like it was funny to see him. Dead like, road. Yeah, it's funny to see him flying around and being the Andy of old. Uh, but the anime looks good, man. It it looks like they you know they put in their uh, they put in a lot of effort to it. So uh, I'm excited to see how they animate this fucking crazy shit. Uh, this is a crazy anime. All the blood techniques would be really cool. Yeah, all the blood techniques. The Gina's, Gina's attacks will be cool to see uh, animated. So, uh, yeah. yeah, October. Uh, congratulations on Dead and Luck. Uh, Kaisen came out today. I thought it comes out tomorrow. It comes out on the 5th. Oh, no, it did. Oh, you're right. Fuck, it is the 5th. Damn, I didn't even know. I can't wait to Was it on it. HBO Max? I don't know, actually. It's probably on Crunchyroll. And, uh, I gotta look. I don't know where it is exactly. But maybe uh, Hulu 2 as well? I don't know. I gotta figure that out. But yeah, welcome back to Jujutsu Kaisen's anime. Uh, congratulations to Undead on Lux anime. One Piece anime is going strong. Uh, yeah, very excited for all this stuff. We're gonna get Gear 5 animated soon. That's gonna be interesting. They apparently got like real like they got like a warner brothers animators involved to animate gear five so that'll be wow <laughs> that's pretty interesting yeah it, I, i'm i'm very ex- every the world is excited to see how this goes uh but yeah all right well that has been undead unluck and that has been our show Thank you guys so much for listening. As per usual, you could find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Josh at JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram and Twitter. Brian is at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. And you can check him when he's streaming at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Uh, you can email the show itself at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about, uh, put it on there and we'll read it during our pre-show chat show that we do now. Uh, usually comes out on Wednesdays. Uh, you know, uh, we're trying to split it apart so we can have some uh, content throughout the week. So uh, I'll put them out simultaneously this week, but uh, usually it's the main show Mondays and uh, the uh, chat show on Wednesdays. So, you know, check that out. Have fun with that. Uh, you can comment uh, any questions as well under the videos that you're watching here on YouTube. Uh, like, share, subscribe the show. Uh, it's also a good way to keep up with the really good chapter of the week audience poll uh, that we do every week and you can cast your vote and we reveal the winner of the RGC poll on the corresponding week's show Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts Amazon Music, wherever you listen to podcasts we're pretty much on there so check us out and yeah, that's it, that's it, right? that's it, we're all good Uh, we'll see you guys next week Uh, Stay safe, New Jump citizens.
Peace out, y'all. Thanks for listening. Send your spirit energy towards Brian. For yes. His return. Yes. He needs it. And also read World We Trigger. all support him. And yeah, read World Trigger, guys. If you haven't already, get on it. Do it. You're missing out. It's very it's good. It's great. It's good for your health. Yes. Uh, all right. Later.